0: Welcome to Secure Girl Podcast. I am your host, Kim Velez, a licensed mental health therapist and a conscious life and success coach. And I am absolutely obsessed with helping amazing women like you to never ever have to settle for less than she deserves and to never ever feel unloved or not good enough again. This is literally my mission on the planet Earth. So Secure Girl Podcast is about the real deal of how to become the best version of you. I cover all spiritual and practical techniques to help you overcome your mindset, beliefs, and habits that are stopping you from getting everything you want. On Secure Girl Podcast, we are talking about the real truth, ladies. This is not a place to run and hide. This is a place to really understand and have the hard conversations of what it takes to really manifest and love yourself and get the life that you want. So each week I deliver love and truth bombs of everything you need to know, including mindset, self-love and manifestations so that you can blossom into the confident, amazing, successful, loved, empowered, unstoppable, and absolute best secure girl version of you. And I am your host, Kim Velez. And just a disclaimer, I do tend to swear. So if that offends you, then I highly suggest that you click off now. If it doesn't offend you, then great, my loves. Just make sure if you have little ones around that you have some headphones on so that they don't hear it. Okay, so on this week's podcast, episode two, we are diving deep into what exactly is self-love. And I'm going to break it down for you because a lot of people don't understand the concept. They think they do, but most people actually have part of it, or they're actually getting the whole thing wrong and I really wanna support you in understanding what self-love is, what it looks like, and how do you go about practicing it every day. And then we're gonna dive in deep too about how self-love really not only is the solution to everything in life, but is really so supportive of your manifesting like being literally cracked out. Like I want you to think about that. Like your manifesting is on steroids when you practice self-love. So let's dive in deep and start with, you know, what exactly self-love is. But first I'm gonna cover what it is not. So, most women think self love is I get my nails done, I get massages, you know, I take time for me to relax, I go to the beach, I drink some wine. Okay, that's self care, which is a part of self love, right? Those are actions that you're choosing to engage in that are indulgent, that feel good, that help you like unwind and relax and have pleasure. Now, there's nothing wrong with that. And I want to you know, support you if that's what you're doing, keep doing it. And if it's something you don't do for yourself, then I highly suggest that you look into what are some pleasurable things that I can do that really help me unwind and just support me in a state of relaxation and something feeling good. That's healthy. <laughs> I have to add that disclaimer, but it's not self-love, it's self-care. So what is the difference, right? So self-love is an internal process it is the way that we think about ourselves in this world who we are it's also about our thoughts and beliefs about our life and about the people in our life and self-love is also emotionally if you are engaging in emotions and feelings which is your energy So I'll use all three of those words interchangeably because emotions and feelings are the same to me and that is our energy that we feel on the inside of us. So if you're walking around where you are angry most of the time or you feel really sad and defeated most of the time or you're frustrated and resentful or jealous and insecure most of the time, that's not self-love. Now, self-love doesn't mean that I will never experience some of those emotions that I just you know, suggested, right? But it means that that's not the primary emotional feeling that I have. And this is really important to understand because we are human beings and we're going to have moments where we feel scared, we're going to have moments where we do feel insecure or not good enough, right? We're going to have moments in our life where we might feel unloved or we feel stuck or we are angry about something or resentful. The goal here, and you will learn this and it will build week upon week the more you stay with me and really understand my message, is that you wanna shift your energy, your feelings from those driving your day-to-day decisions to it becoming less and less and less in your life. And I know this not only, like I said, from my own personal journey, but I have been professionally helping people literally since 2010 in the capacity of a licensed mental health therapist, as well as a life coach. And I promise you this, if you are stuck in that low vibe stuck as the dominant force or energy, I should say, of all those emotions that I just went over, then you're not loving yourself. So what is? why do I know that to be true, right? Okay. So listen, I used to be the angry chick. I was the girl that she was angry a lot, like quick temper, If I felt hurt when I was in my love life, a relationship, I would lash out, I would go for the jugular, like I would make sure if I felt hurt that that person was gonna feel hurt back. And it was emotional, like I wasn't like beating people up or like doing crazy things like that, right? I do not suggest that, violence is never the answer. But it was understanding that I would have such a strong reaction where my hurt was spewing out of me and wanting to hurt those that I felt did me wrong. And that was my dominant energy. And that is what I kept creating over and over in my life. So how did I shift from being an angry woman who was emotionally immature and responding that way to someone who rarely feels anger? Like literally, I think probably around the time of my period when my hormones shift, I start getting a little bit irritable, but I understand that it's hormonal and I don't feed into it. And it's not even like on a scale of one to 10 with 10 being like super angry, like hating the world, right? Mad at the world versus one being like, I'm just slightly annoyed. It's literally like a one or a two. Now I had to work through that. I didn't just jump into that immediately, right? Because I had to dissipate that anger. I had to go deeper and understand what was under that anger because anger is a secondary emotion anger mass sadness and fear and fear and sadness is always underneath anger now again the reasons of why we may feel scared or fear could be abandonment it could be rejection not good enough not wanted uh you know the sadness could be feeling betrayed lost not good enough things aren't going to change defeated stuff like that but fear you i mean sorry anger typically is a protective layer that emotional wise feels more comfortable to access and express than those deep vulnerabilities. And this is what self-love is. It's diving deep in you. It's understanding how do you truly feel and believe about yourself? Because most of us have masks on with ourselves, Right? most of us think no i love myself because if i'm dating someone and they're you know acting a fool like i don't tolerate that i put them in their place i tell them you know this is not okay but ladies i hear this so many times with women that i work with and here here's the problem you're saying things verbally right but if you're someone who keeps saying these things but you keep staying with the person who keeps mistreating you and you know, you're know you settling in your love life and you're not feeling emotionally satisfied and it's not moving in the direction that you want, then your words mean nothing. They're empty and they're hollow because the truth about you is showing through your actions and what you're allowing to receive in your life. So self-love is understanding that what do I really feel about myself? That's the first part, right? what is my concept of self in this world? Who do I believe I am in this world? Who do I believe that I am in relationships and in other areas of my life? So for me personally, I had to have this hard, truthful look at myself. And I realized something, and this is many years ago, this is you know six plus years ago, maybe seven now, when all of this started really clicking for me. I realized that the relationships I was finding myself in with the men in my love life were not feeling good. They always ended the same way, whether we were boyfriend and girlfriend and it was something committed, or if it never even got to a committed stage, it always ended in the same way that the person would become suddenly emotionally unavailable when they used to not be. And then what would happen is I had to look at if I'm the common denominator, then what is it that I am creating in my life that I keep drawing this kind of person and experience in my reality? And this was the turning point for me in understanding my journey through self-love. A lot of dating coaches get this shit wrong and this is what drives me nuts is they teach women, well, don't text back right away and you know, don't say this and don't do that and you know, ignore them a little bit and do this and do that and it's all these like action steps to kind of make it seem like you're unavailable and you're not really caring about them and you're living your best life. And that may work very temporarily where the person may be a little bit interested and in want to come in closer. But here's the thing that I know to be truth. If you feel insecure, not confident, not good enough, and you have childhood wounds and experiences from your childhood where you believe that to be your reality, whether it you got the messaging from adults in your life that hurt you. Adults in your life that were unavailable. And then you kept recreating that in your adulthood through your relationships, where it manifested in partners, you know, not wanting to be with you. Or if they were with you committed, the emotions weren't there. There was a lot of hurt and pain and toxicity. And this has been a pattern for you. Then what this means is that energetically, you keep creating this so it doesn't matter what strategies you do that these dating coaches teach right back to my point about the dating coaches what this means is that you're going to keep recreating the same shit over and over again because you have not changed your concept of self see you're judging them and while you're judging your partners you're really judging yourself and i'm going to break that down because that's kind of deep when you have a partner that's not doing something that makes you feel good, we tend to get mad. We tend to want to control and say, I need you to do X, Y, and Z, so I feel loved. I feel wanted, I feel valued. In you doing that, you are basically saying you are not good enough, you are not valued, and you are not worthy. So how do, why do I believe that and how do I know that to be true? because you're saying, I need you to show me this and be a certain way with me so I feel good enough, I feel loved, I need to feel like I matter to you. If I don't receive that from you, then I feel rejected and I personalize it and think in my mind, see, they don't want me too, something's wrong with me, they really didn't love me, I'm not lovable because this person didn't express that to me the way that I wanted. So we'll we'll talk more in these podcasts and break all those sections apart, but I really want you to understand why part of self-love is changing your concept of you. So you have to start valuing yourself. We start valuing ourselves when we stop needing other people to value us. So I had to go within myself and I had to look at I was scared of abandonment because of my childhood wounds, because my father was not around for me, my mother and I did not have the best relationship, I was put in the foster care system at the age of 12, I got out at 18, I had a baby at 19, uh, I was married for 10 years, but I kept recreating situations with men, like I said, where you know, we would break up, they would cheat on me, they would tell me all of a sudden they're not in love with me anymore, or they just didn't even want a relationship. So I had these childhood wounds of my fear of being abandoned, that everyone leaves me because that stems from my childhood. I felt the two parents that were, there, you know, my parents, right, that they were not there for me, that I wasn't good enough because they couldn't be different, right? This is what we do as kids. We don't understand why our parents are the way they are. We just internalize these feelings with our minds because from the ages of literally like zero or birth, I should say, to about seven, eight years old. Everything is through your subconscious mind. It's about feeling. It's not an adult mind at six years old to say, oh, my dad's not around because he's an alcoholic and addicted to alcohol. And, you know, there's alcoholism problems going on, right? Our six year old minds don't logically say, or three year old minds don't say, oh, you know, my daddy's angry and beating up my mom, but he won't hit me, so I'm not scared. Like, we don't think like that, right? When we have those kinds of experiences, we feel certain ways about who we are in this little world of ours. And our parents are our first templates and teachers of how valuable they see us or not. And again, they got their own shit, they have their own problems, but as little kids, we don't understand that. we. Perceive and usually believe that something's wrong with us or this is how love is supposed to feel. This is all I'm worthy of receiving because this is all they're willing to give me. So now we're not consciously aware of these thoughts either as children, right? At three years old, we're not sitting here literally thinking this in our mind, like, aha, that makes sense, right? This is what I'm talking about. There's a difference between your subconscious mind and the analytical mind from ages birth to seven. We don't even have the anecdotal ana- I can't speak, the analytical mind developed yet. So that analytical mind is the adult mind that we have right now where we're able to look back and like I'm able to look back and say, well, my mother grew up in a really abusive, violent home, so she did the best she could as herself as a young mother with me, right? I was able, I'm able as an adult woman to look back and say, you know, my father being really absent in my life and not consistent had nothing to do with me. It's because of who he is and the choices he made for himself and part of his alcoholism. But as a kid, we don't think like that, right? So I want to just kind of give you that background information so you're aware and understanding that. This is how our minds work. So here's what happens when we grow up. When we grow up, again, we use our rational mind and say, oh, well, this makes sense because of what was going on with my parents, right? So I understand why everything happened the way that it did. But here's the difference. Most of us, and if you're listening to this podcast, you're probably one of us, right? That the little girl in us needs to be reparented. She has to emotionally mature. And that part of her has to heal and grow and stretch into adulthood. Her emotions do, her feelings, her energy. So until we do that, what happens is we keep recreating patterns in our life, especially in love, where we keep having those experience that we're attaching meaning, see, this person doesn't want me, I'm not good enough. See, this is happening because I'm not good enough. See, everybody leaves me. Now it's kind of, this is why it's so important with how do you see yourself in the world? Because I saw myself in the world is not good enough to have someone love me. And that was an honest light bulb moment for me to be able to own that and feel that and allow myself to get vulnerable enough to understand that has been my truth for a long time. And I had to tap into that hurt and emotion, which is why A lot of people don't want to do that, so they stay rooted in anger, or they keep recreating patterns in their life where nothing will go to that deep level um, because it's a protection method, right? If I feel that pain, is it ever going to end? Yes, it will end, I promise, just an FYI there. So once I was able to do that and tap into my emotions and really see how I valued myself in my love life, in the world... I understood then why I kept settling and creating versions of men in my life that ended up rejecting me and abandoning me because that was my biggest fear. And I had a concept of myself that said, I am not good enough to receive this kind of love. And once someone actually gave me the kind of love that I had really wanted, I didn't know how to accept it because I'd never felt it before. See, I thought normal love was you chase, they're emotionally unavailable, and it's this back and forth, constant. Like I literally, that's all that I knew. So once I had people in my life that actually loved me, I was terrified of it. Even though I wanted it, I felt overwhelmed, I didn't know how to accept it, and then I started to be scared that I was going to lose this, that the gig was up, that they would really get to know the real me and not want me. So then I started going in my mindset and creating all these insecure thoughts about myself and assuming the worst case scenarios in in these love relationships. And then all of a sudden, within a couple months, I would see the decline happen. I would see the shift in energy. And now this man in my life would change and all of a sudden start putting me on the back burner, not making me a priority and distancing himself more and more from me when for months and months he would be... Heavily pursuing me and consistent and sweet and vulnerable and just showing up. So, this is really important for yourself to understand. And once I understood what I was doing based on that root of, I really don't value myself, I really see myself as not good enough to receive. I really believed that, you know, I am going to be abandoned because that's what people do to me. So once I took ownership of that and recognized that, I was able to switch that. I was able to say, well, how do I wanna see myself? What is my stance in this world? Who am I as a woman in her love life? And I switched that to, I am the woman that wins in love. I am the woman who is easily lovable. I am the woman who gets commitments and feels good and knows her worth and value. And that is the concept and the image of me changing how I saw myself in the world, in relationships. And I had to reaffirm that and practice that regularly until it became submerged in my subconscious mind and I shifted my energy and began to feel secure. Once I did that, the game changed. I started to feel less and less secure. I no longer chased. When I did feel anxious, I would calm myself by going inside of my mind, in my internal state, and reaffirming who I am, which was this new concept of self that I had constructed for me. And I anchored my energy more and more into how that woman feels, the woman that wins in love, the woman that's confident, the woman that knows her worth and value, the woman who knows she is worthy to receive anything and everything she wants. And the more I kept understanding how she thinks, how she views the world, you know, how she feels and how she acts in her life, I modeled it. I became it. I embodied it until I became her. And then what started to happen was I started to attract in men in my life, a lot of exes that always came back wanting to fully commit. Like all of a sudden out of the blue, Kim, I went to therapy. I, listen, I I didn't treat you the right way. I really regret how I was with you. You are the one. This is why I was scared, but I've been in therapy, and I worked on myself, and I really want to give this another shot. Now, for me personally, I had been doing work on myself. This was years ago, and this was like a six-month to a year process once all this clicked for me when these men started coming out of the woodwork, and I honestly didn't want any of them. Like I had grown so much personally that they just were not in alignment for what I saw in my future. And so, you know, I appreciated the responses and, you know, them coming back taking ownership, but I just wasn't interested in pursuing anything with them. Now, you the the powerful thing of that is that I was the one who had the choice then. So because I changed how I felt about myself and I reaffirmed a new story and I went inside of me, and changed my thought process and my beliefs and my feelings about who I am, then the outer world conformed. And I want you to remember that because this is what always happens. This is law of attraction, my loves. We don't attract what we want. We attract who we energetically are. So. That's one piece of self-love, is changing your concept of self, revaluing you and who you are in the world. And then you have to understand, well, how does this woman think? How does this woman feel? What is this woman's beliefs? And how does this woman act? Because a woman who values herself and is secure about herself isn't going to chase, right? She's not going to beg for attention. And she certainly is not going to settle for less. So if you're a woman who finds herself ending up in booty call type connections and you desire a relationship and when you sleep with this person, it doesn't feel good for you because then you don't hear from them for weeks or they only hit you up at 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock at night and it's strictly for sex and that doesn't feel good for you, but you do it because you feel lonely, you do it because you feel like this is better than nothing, you do it because you're scared, you don't wanna lose this person out of your life, then please listen up, because you're going to keep getting exactly what you don't want because of you playing that part over and over again. So the next step of self-love after revaluing yourself is assuming everything in your life is going to work out in your favor now all of these practices have everything and only to do with what's going on inside of your mind and inside of your heart and it requires you to be aware of what you're thinking what you're focusing on and choosing with your free will to select new thoughts, new beliefs, a new perspective on your life. Even if you have zero evidence to support this new life story for yourself, you're saying, this is a clean slate. We're starting fresh. I believe in law of attraction. I want to play this game of life. And I wanna start assuming that everything in my life is working in my favor. So this means everything, right? You have to look at if you're dating someone or you want love in your life, whether it's an ex or it's a new person you've never even met maybe, you always have to assume, of course they would want me, right? Why wouldn't they? Because if you've already revalued yourself, if you already created the new belief that, hey, this is who I am, I got it going on. I have a lot to offer. I'm pretty amazing, right? Then you're going to assume, yes, this person, anybody I'm interested in is totally going to be interested back to me. And you're going to create a new story about every area of your life. So whether it's money, love, it doesn't matter. You just always want to assume that it's working in your favor. So the, the caveat is this. In the beginning of all of this process, you're probably not going to believe it. And that's okay. You want to practice this over and over again and feeling differently about it. And how you trick your mind is two ways. One is you can ask open questions such as, what if this is a possibility for me? What if I can be in a relationship where it's mutually beneficial and we both desire each other? How would that feel? Because you're not telling yourself then like, hey, this is how it is. And you're like, uh, Kim, no, it's not. <laughs> like, girl, who are you fooling? Because yesterday we just felt like shit, and now today you're trying to tell me that everything's different, right? So you wanna trick your mind, if possible, to say, well, what is, you know, is this a possibility for me? How would I feel If this is a possibility for me, what would that look like? And you can kind of trick your mind around saying, okay, so I agree with you. You're not saying this is your truth or fact, but you're saying, what if I could experience this? And then your mind usually will more freely allow you to imagine, visualize, you know, uh, entertain the idea and the new perspective of you having something actually work out for you to your benefit. So you always, always want to assume, so how does this play out in dating? Well, let's look at your dating life, right? Because most women do what in their dating life? Most women are like, I meet someone, I start liking them. I could see the potential. We vibe, we click, like they're a good fit on paper. And Then we start getting insecure. And so, the minute there's like a break in communication pattern, like if they were sending you a good morning text every day, and then, you know, six weeks into it, that good morning text didn't show up one day, most women start freaking out. I used to, I used to get in my head, I would overanalyze. I would think, oh my God, did they meet someone else? When am I gonna hear from them again? What's going on? And we start driving ourselves crazy, overanalyzing it, and we're assuming the worst. We're creating the story and this perspective that is charged, it's supercharged with emotion, of not worthy, of anxiety, of lack, of scarcity, of not good enough, of feeling unloved and unwanted. And we do that with so many things and it ends up being like a snowball effect. And then we wanna force something, so we wanna have a conversation with them. Hey, did something change? I, you know, You're not texting me as much as you used to. Or we wanna text to make sure that they're texting back so we feel reassured or we're you know hey let's go do this let's do this date and we're the one who's constantly initiating because that's how you're alleviating your worries oh see yes they said yes or they're they're you know responding to me at least so they didn't just totally ghost me and cut me out so you want to be aware of this because this is how you create your experiences in your love life that manifest in you not getting what you want so you have to assume in your favor. So when that good morning text doesn't come in, you say to yourself, oh, they're just busy. I'll hear from them later today. And you believe that and you feel good in that and you're okay with that. And that takes time. I know this is like practice, but I'm planting seeds. I'm giving you outliers, or not outliers, but I'm giving you you know, tips and techniques and different ways to look at things so you can start becoming more aware of your own internal process in about who you are in your life, in your relationships and in everything else that's going on in your life. So you can start practicing these shifts and, and seeing what you're doing and how you're creating. So self-love is changing the internal state. We change the internal state how? By entertaining thoughts and beliefs about who we are in this world that are from a loving viewpoint. So we're not going to you know, value ourselves as not good enough. We're gonna start valuing ourselves as, no, I am good enough. The second part of self-love is assuming that everything's going to work in your favor. So shifting your beliefs, perspectives, stories, thoughts, and emotions about anything outside of you happening in your life that it's going to unfold in your favor, that it's shifting in your favor, that you're going to get the desired outcome that you want. So the third point of self-love is you engaging in decisions and actions that are loving towards yourself. So you know yourself best. So these are the questions and things you have to stop yourself and ask yourself every day, like, is this, me loving myself, if I really love myself, would I do this? If I really love myself, would I be thinking this right now? Because I want to give you an idea. We all have the power of whether you believe in God, source, universe, whatever it is, divine, infinite intelligence running through us. So the natural state of that, because we have that power running through us, is love and abundance. So if we were in front of God or source or infinite intelligence or divine, whatever you subscribe to, and we had a conversation with them, and do you think they would tell us that, hey, you're not good enough, you're not worthy enough, what's wrong with you? I can't believe you know how stupid you're being, like negative talk like that, right? That entity, whatever it is, would not be speaking to us that way. But this is how we talk to ourselves. So this is why it doesn't feel good, and this is why we're able to understand, ooh, that hurts, that makes me sad, that makes me angry. And it's just an indication that you're not aligned with what is your truth, which is that you are loved and you are worthy and you are good enough. Another perspective is if you had a three-year-old little girl in front of you, or a six-year-old little girl, and she said to you, "Hey." I don't feel good enough. I feel like nobody likes me. Everybody's mean to me. What's the point of me being here? I never get anything right. Nobody wants to be my friend. Nobody plays with me. You know, my mommy and daddy don't really care about me. They they never tuck me in at night. They're always mad at me. Like, I'm just no good. If this precious little girl said this to you, would you tell her, oh, you're right. You are absolutely right. You are not good enough. You deserve all of this no what would you say to her you would love her you would support her you would encourage her you would remind her of how amazing she is and that whoever's acting whatever way around her doesn't mean she's not good enough so this is how you have to start talking to yourself you have to understand that your negative image of yourself and your negative viewpoint and perspectives about your love life and other areas of your life are coming from that wounded little girl. So you have to remind her of her truth. So you have to go in and change that story and remind her of her value and her worth. And the more you do that, the more you will start to believe it. You just have to practice it every day. So you have to pay attention to your decisions and your choices in your life. You know, if you are engaging in things that don't feel good, that hurt you, You have to really look at, you know, is this me loving myself? I had to do this. I had to do this with many areas of my life. I had to look at that old job that I had, you know, six plus years ago, where it was causing me health issues and a lot of stress. And it wasn't just in alignment with me anymore. And like my body was like, girl, you had enough. Like, you know, your body will show you emotionally what's going on with you. And I had to release the job, you know, and that was very scary, but it was the best thing that I ever did. And I changed my whole life. Um, I'm not saying you have to be that drastic right away, but it could be little things. It could be little things where you say to yourself today, you know, I'm not going to watch shit on social media that makes me feel like crap. And then every day you keep going on social media and you're reading and watching things that make you feel like crap, or you're stalking your person, whether you're dating someone or you're interested in someone, your ex, whoever, you're stalking all their social media and you're just like that glutton for punishment, right? Like making yourself just feel awful. So you have to stop and ask yourself, is this hurting me or is this loving me? Is, is this action, this decision I'm making right now in my best interest, is this protecting that little girl? Is this loving that little girl within me? And really hold yourself accountable. You know, understand what am I doing every day that's not loving me and supporting myself, whether thoughts, beliefs, and actions. This could also be just how you spend your day to day routine. You know, a lot of people really don't have lives that excite them. A lot of people don't know what their purpose is, or maybe they do know what their purpose is, but they're terrified to kind of take that leap and explore that. You know, some people, they just have nothing really going on in their life and they're stuck in this kind of robotic routine where you get up, you watch the news in the morning while you're getting ready for work. You, if you have kids, you know, you get the kids ready, then you go on your commute or some of us are working from home now more and then you're in the office or you're doing your job but it's not fulfilling and you really don't like it but you're comfortable cuz you've been doing it for a while it's easy now and at least it's a paycheck and you're just used to it and then you come home and it's the same routine deal with the kiddos or if you don't have kiddos maybe you just plop down you know eat some food and then just watch TV or go on social media until you go to bed and you rinse and repeat day after day so If this is resonating with you, then I want you to look at, is this me loving myself? Is this me living my best life? And the answer is no. So what are some small things you can do today? Well, maybe cut off some time of the TV. You know, reach out to some people you love. Even if you can't go see them because of all social distancing and this stuff with COVID, maybe look at, you know, can I zoom with people? Can I talk to people? Can I get connected? Is there self-help books I can read? What are the podcasts that I can listen to? Can I script in a journal while I'm listening to podcasts and motivational stuff? Do, can I research online You know, interests and hobbies that I have or things that I've been wanting to explore for myself but I just keep putting on the back burner? And these are just little things that you can start doing. So there's so much more that I can talk about with self-love but then this podcast would be a thousand hours but I will promise you this, you will learn more and more and we will keep diving deeper and deeper every week about breaking it down and really understanding how it is and and what to do. But I just wanted to give you kind of the nuts and bolts of it. Now, how does self-love help your manifesting, right? This is really fun for me. So here's the thing. Most of us believe, oh, you know, when I get a certain amount of uh, dollars in my bank account or I work at this new job or I live in this new city or this new house or I have this relationship, then I'll feel successful, then I'll feel good enough, then I'll feel like I matter, then I'll feel loved, right? And what typically happens is the manifestation never comes to fruition or it takes a really long time and the entire time you're pretty miserable. So two things here is, listen, we get to choose, right? You do not have to feel good all the time to manifest what you want, but I wanna pose something to you. Why would you want to feel miserable if you don't have to? Why would you want to emotionally suffer if you don't have to? Now, some of you may be saying, well, I don't know any other way. And I get you, girl, because that used to be me. Until I understood that when I'm practicing self-love and I go within my head, my mind, my heart, my emotions, and I understand exactly what I'm thinking, feeling, and believing And I purposefully choose new thoughts and beliefs and perspectives and feelings that actually feel better for me, that feel more gentle, that feel more supportive, encouraging and loving for myself. And I don't keep engaging in actions that hurt me, like being a booty call or, you know, chasing after a man or staying in a job that, you know, I'm banging my head against the wall and it's not healthy for me emotionally then I know that I feel better because I'm actually feeling better. And then the more I practice that, I start getting excited about that and feeling very empowered because I'm like, whoa, I don't even need all this stuff that I think I need, right? Like the new job, the new this, the new that, to feel better. But here's the cool thing that happens is as I start feeling better and really being in the moment and aware and conscious, the manifestations flow in faster and you're not so worried and feeling so separate from them. So you have to understand, when we wanna manifest things in our life, it's because we feel separate from that. If I had this, I will feel X, Y, and Z. But you can literally learn how to feel any emotion right now without having it in your life, without having that manifested desire right now in your life. I know I will be a multimillionaire. So am I a multimillionaire right now? No. I'm on my way. But I still feel like one every day. I feel abundance. I express gratitude for everything that I have around me. I am excited for more to come in. I always feel abundant and I show up in my life as if I am. Now, that does not mean that I'm irresponsible with money and I got myself in debt. That's not what I'm talking about. But I'm talking about, I think, as if I already have multiple millions. I don't worry about money. I trust and know and believe that money flows to me, it loves me, it's always around me, it easily comes in somehow, some way. I trust and know when I show up in my business and I give amazing content and I come from the place of love and gratitude for all the amazing women like you that I get to help because I'm living my purpose, my best life, that the money will always follow. And I've trained myself to think that way and feel that way and believe that way. And guess what? It's working in my favor. It's so the same thing with love. When you understand self-love and how to feel love inside of you, then you understand as you're excited about more love in your life and you know meeting new people or having other people come back that are in alignment to that love energy, you don't miss it. You don't feel apart from it. That's the story that we tell ourselves that makes us feel yucky, is that I am separate from this. I do not have this. This is why I feel awful. And the minute you energetically are in the feeling or energy of love and abundance and prosperity and trust and peace, you are now aligned with exactly what you want. That is what the energy is. And the more you feel that from inside of you, then eventually your 3D, your outer world will match that. So I just wanted to leave you with some you know, points to think about. I don't wanna overwhelm you with giving away all the info because I wanna break it down in smaller doses every week. But I think this is really important, right? It's to start understanding Why do you want self love? What is self love? And why it helps your manifestations come in faster. And by the way, you just feel better and better every day. Like, who doesn't want that? Whether you have your manifestation or not, like, and that energy just, it's so in alignment with what it is that you want to manifest that, like, it is going to be drawn to you so much faster. You're like closer to it because you are connected to it so thanks for joining me this week on the secure girl podcast I really like had such an amazing time with you so please make sure if you feel compelled to you know donate contribute to my site it will support my work you can also visit my website at www.kimvelez.com where you can subscribe to the show on iTunes or Spotify so you'll never ever miss a show And while you're at it, if you found value in this show, I'd appreciate a great rating on iTunes. Or if you simply just tell a friend about the show, that would help me out tremendously as well. And if you like this show, you might want to check out my free private Facebook group. It's called Live a Limitless Life. The link is on the podcast episode sheet. And I show up in there several times a week, Monday through Friday, doing free coaching. So you definitely want to take advantage of that. And I look so forward to seeing you next Wednesday where we're going to dive in more amazing tips and techniques to help you become the best version of you and win in love and become that secure, confident woman. And I love you. And I'm absolutely adoring each and every one of you. And I cannot wait to connect again next week. But until then, please go and love on yourself this week because you, my loves, absolutely deserve it.